This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Welcome back in on this Friday, 8-12 the time, and just a cool, chilly start for us today. If you're out and about already this morning, you might know a thing or two about it. A little bit of rain, a little bit of cloud coverage, but uh, temperatures expected to get into the 60s for us this evening. Supposed to remain cloudy, but uh, should have some nice weather uh, on the way. And then on Saturday, it looks like we have more rain in the forecast and things start to clear up on Sunday. We'll, of course, keep those weather updates coming for you all morning long. But right now, we uh, want to welcome in our first guest this morning on the Action Line, and that's Tara Stone joining us from the Red Cross. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, thanks for joining us and uh, getting up early with us and being our first guest. This is always the brave one because you're the first one to kind of kick off the show. So got to get here nice and early. But we appreciate you being with us nonetheless. And uh, Tara Stone, of course, with the Red Cross here in Middle Tennessee. And uh, always stuff to talk about with the Red Cross. We want to start off with the blood donations. Those are kind of the uh, the first thing people think of when they think of the Red Cross. So if you could tell us where we're at with that. I know last year uh, blood donations were down a little bit. But they're always in need. The blood donation supply is always needed, no matter you know where folks are at in their life. So, always important to get out there and donate if you can. Are we still kind of in a spot where we're we're pushing folks to get out there and donate because we do just need those donations? We are, and summer months we always see a little bit of lower turnout because people are traveling, and I know it's a little bit different um, this last year. But donations are down right now. Um, we still have. Um, a little bit lower collection due to some of our general blood collection locations for blood drives still aren't open um, holding blood drives so uh, maybe a few lesser places to go um, so donations are down a little bit we are seeing a shortage um, as people are getting vaccinated maybe they're getting out and doing some other things a little bit we want to encourage people to remember that you can still safely donate blood so one of the best ways to do that get the app download the red cross app and you can schedule these appointments ahead of time there's uh, different questionnaires and that for making sure everybody's safe and healthy so you can do all that ahead of time and when you get to the donation spot it's really just a couple minutes and they put you on the bed and they start drawing blood i actually was able to give blood just a couple weeks ago and in and out than less than an hour so really doesn't take a whole lot of time and there are appointment times different days and pretty much all throughout the day Correct. We have um, in Murfreesboro, we have our uh, fixed donor site, means that they are are, um, collecting blood there all the time. It's open six days a week. The one day it's closed is Wednesday. Um, The hours do differ to try to accommodate different schedules. So we'll have days where we'll open really early, like 7 o'clock, but then we'll have some days where we open a little bit later and we won't close until maybe 7.30. So try to accommodate everybody's schedule. You can go online to redcrossblood.org. Um, and look for those locations as well as some of our other sites um, in Rutherford and all surrounding counties. And just a little motivation if you go there on the right day. I think uh, when I'd gone in, they gave me a T-shirt. I got some uh, some free donuts from Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, they also have the snacks and the drinks and that for you. So if you go in there, they'll likely uh, like to hook you up with some some gear. I got the nice Red Cross shirt when I was in there last time, so always a bonus. Uh, they told me, and I'm going to have, have you explain this a little more. They told me that uh, O negative, I gave O negative blood, and they said this is good blood. This is blood that we can use in any case. Uh, briefly, kind of describe the differences in the bloods. Why is O negative more important? Is that 
that just more universal essentially? It is more universal blood. So if there's a case of an emergency or there, you know, you don't have an exact blood type or you're unsure, it's a, a universal blood. So emergency rooms um, will usually have that on hand and um, you can get in depth into it. Certain blood types match with other blood types. Some blood types you have to have the exact match, but that O negative is a universal um, blood. So they're always looking for donors with that blood type to come in and donate when they can. Fantastic. So blood donations still needed as much as ever. Uh, and you guys have really done a great job in the last year or so kind of modifying how the process goes um, to kind of work with COVID and, and social distancing. All those beds are spread out. Uh, everything, you know, of course, this would happen regardless, but everything wiped down constantly. When I went in there, I felt very safe and was, you know, was able to give blood and have done so a couple times uh, since last year. And, you know, as, every time I have you guys on, I just see how quick it is, how, how organized and professional you're in and out. And, uh, you know, they really do a good job taking care of you. Uh, and, you know, side note to that, I was, I was told my veins are about as hard to find as anybody's veins. And they have, uh, they've done a good job of, of getting that, uh, finding the vein for me. So uh, I've had some trouble with that in the past. We were just talking about that off the air. That's kind of one of my fears. But uh, they have done a great job, especially these last couple of times I've gone in there getting taken care of. So uh, donate if you can, folks. doesn't take very long. You can do that on the app, the Red Cross app. Uh, download it. There's all the information on there. And there's so much more to the Red Cross we always want to talk about. Uh, and CPR classes, first aid classes, things like this. This is something that is, is new to me, but talk about that. Why are these classes important and how do folks, just any, any old fella, any old lady out there, take advantage of that? It's for anybody. We do. We've continued to offer our um, cl training classes, even through COVID, because they are important. Um, some professions require you to have, you know, maybe your CPR licensing. Um, so we've just modified it to where you can still take those classes. Part of it might be online. I um, mean, you get a temporary licensing for um, the work that you've done in the online class, and then you'll finish it up in person. Um, we do have CPR and AED classes, first aid classes. Um, we even have lifeguard classes. So if you've got someone maybe that's going to be lifeguarding this summer, um, or maybe if your uh, municipality has you know pools and needs some training for your lifeguard staff, we also offer that. And you can find all of our training classes online, redcross.org. Um, you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Um, to look for classes and you can put in your zip code and find exact location that works for you. Alrighty, wonderful. So those are pretty easy to find all on the website and uh Again, these are these are things you get certified for. So if you do the lifeguard class, you'll actually have some information, paperwork saying that you've been, you know, taught these courses. And uh, outside of just general safety and just a good thing to know, that could be something to, you know, put on a resume or uh, have when you're going in for a job application, just to bring with you throughout life. That could that could become very valuable. Yeah, and if, we also offer um, babysitting and child care courses. Um, so if you've got a younger child that maybe is going to be doing some babysitting, you can go in and look um, into that for them. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, tell us about some of the other cool things you guys have coming up. I know, uh, you know, we are in the midst of some crazy weather, uh, tornado season upon us, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but you guys are also very uh, in touch with keeping folks safe during these types of the year for, for weather emergencies, kind of running through the steps, and maybe even letting folks know, hey, here's something to have this time of the year, uh, maybe in a basement, maybe in a safe spot in case of a tornado, in case of bad weather. That's all stuff you guys can work through folks with as well. Talk about that a little bit and, and why is that important to know, especially in this area? Well, unfortunately, you know, we, we see a lot of tornado activity through Tennessee and Middle Tennessee, and we do want everybody to be safe and always remember the difference between a tato, tornado watch and a tornado warning. Tornado warning, one has been spotted. Um, you need to be in your safe place. And we always try to share information from the weather authorities um, on our Facebook pages and Twitter pages um, for uh, American Red Cross Tennessee. 
um, but do want you to be prepared and know where you're going to go. Um, you know, make sure your phone's charged. Um, maybe take your charger in there with you. Um, make sure that you're in a safe space, no windows, most interior space you can if you don't have a basement or um, a, you know, crawl space shelter, tornado shelter. And I think it might be good to have, you know, have that app downloaded because a lot of this information on the app as well as the website and in an emergency when, you know, everyone has their phone in their pocket all the time. So if you have that Red Cross app, you can pull that phone out and kind of find some of that stuff. Might be easier than hopping on a computer in the in the time of need and, and trying to do that. So the app is, is important and useful for many facets. It is. And you can find it on uh, for Android phone or iPhone. You can find it in the app stores um, and you can pinpoint your location. Um, so I have the Tornado app. Uh, we have an emergency weather app in general just for general emergency for weather so then we have a tornado specific app you can put in your ad exact address you can put in the address of someone else so if you have family somewhere else and you're just looking out for them um, and it'll pinpoint and then you can set the mile radius so mine right now is one mile radius within my home I'm going to get alerts um, to tell me that there's activity or it's going to warn me um, of, of activity tornado activity happening and I think last time we spoke, it was maybe just a few days later that we actually had tornado sirens going off in Murfreesboro. So it was very topical, whether we knew it or not. Right. It, it was it was good timing. And uh, I was thinking about that when I was sitting out on my porch and kind of watching the clouds go around. But um, one, one of the listener questions that came up, wanted to get to this. This is, this is something neat. We were talking about blood donations. And they're asking about the antibody test. Can you explain how that works? And is that still something we're doing? That is something we're still doing. So all blood donations will be tested for the COVID antibodies. And... Um, you'll be notified. I believe it's usually about you know within seven days um, afterwards. If you do have the the blood donor app, you can just pull that up and look for your results on there, and they'll let you know if your blood shows the COVID antibodies or not. Wonderful. And then something to add to that, you can actually track where your blood's going, which I thought was kind of neat. So I think mine ended up in Texas somewhere, but that's right. kind of a cool thing to see, you know, see that work and then see it followed through and know know who you're helping or kind of kind of an idea who you're helping. Right. And, you know, we do, everyone wants to support the local community and donate blood and absolutely that that's part of it. Um, but, you know, the blood, it, it is processed. And, you know, if we are fortunate to have, um, you know, a day of large blood donations and maybe something kind of like the snowstorms in Texas, you know, that's going to keep people from going out and donating blood. They may have a need there. And, you know, if we have the supply, and that's the great thing about the Red Cross network and the ability um, to get the blood and blood products where they're needed. Fantastic. One more listener question that came up, and then we'll wrap up this morning asking about uh, the vaccine. If, if somebody's vaccinated or mm -hmm. not been had the vaccine, maybe they've had one of two. Uh, does that change the donation process? Can they still come in just, just as they in any time? Correct. Um, we do have specific information about that on our website, redcrossblood.org, in case you have more specific questions. But it does state on there, if you've had the vaccine, you can donate. Um, they just want to be sure that, it, like COVID, like any kind of illness, you're not running a fever, that you're feeling well. So um, you can still donate after um, having the vaccine, even if you're between the shots. Um, and if you've recovered from COVID, you can um, come and donate as well, just again, want to make sure that you're feeling well. All righty. Fantastic. That's Executive Director Tara Stone with the Red Cross joining us this morning and I uh, wanted to give you a chance to wrap up. Any final thoughts this morning? And uh, thanks again for being part of the show. Just really quickly wanted to let you know that we're doing some home fire safety education. Um, it's a virtual program and um, if you would like to set up a time to speak with somebody about making sure that your home um, is ready in case of a home fire with the right amount of smoke alarms, um, having a home fire escape plan, you can do that. Um, we do have a hotline. Um, I will say the number now. I'll leave it with you. Um, it's 
602-9343. Um, we also have a website. I can give you that information if you all would like to post it on your social media. Um, we just want to make sure that people are ready for um, Home Fire and doing some education virtually this year since we can't come out um, into the community right now. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Tara, for joining us as we cover a number of things, all things Red Cross. Blood donations still very important. If you haven't downloaded that app, you can do it now. And by the time I'm done talking, it will already be on your phone. Uh, classes, CPR, first aid, home fire safety, just a little bit of everything. And of course, talking about tornado season as well in the midst of uh, some of the more strange weather we get throughout the year. So uh, Tara, thank you so much for being a part of the show this morning. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. All righty. Speaking of that weather, let's take a look and uh, Journey Home joining us on the other end of this break so keep it right here you're listening to news radio wgns we'll see a few spotty rain showers at times here this afternoon with mostly cloudy skies high in the upper 60s winds out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour i'm meteorologist jennifer Wojcicki on news radio wgns currently it's 44 Good morning, traffic still moving right now here on 24 FM by 840 Elmaville Road. It's just busy where you would expect out here this time of the morning on a Friday morning coming in from Shelbyville, headed up towards the interstate. It's still moving. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium, Sleep of the Sharks coming up June 12th. Check it out, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. WGNS. Our family at Demas's Restaurant are proud to support local emergency responders who put their lives on the line for our community each and every day. This is Peter Demas, and here is this week's Demas's Emergency Responder of the Week. Sergeant Tommy Massey with the Murfreesboro Police Central Intelligence Division is our Demas Outstanding Emergency Responder. Thanks to his work, eight criminals were taken off the streets after selling pills that were laced with deadly ingredients. One person died and several suffered injuries. Thank you, Murfreesboro Police Sergeant Tommy Massey for reducing opioid overdoses and deaths in our community. When you see a firefighter, police officer, paramedic, or telecommunicator going the extra mile, let WGNS know and we at Demas's Restaurant will salute them as the emergency responder of the week. happened to glance up and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM online. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics if you want to try out any guitar in the store. If you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. I'm always one of those that goes on and off diets. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. And you know, at Demas's, one of the things that I started doing because of my own eating habits is, is we have a low calorie menu and a low carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. 
Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. A salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. I saw a lot of stuff. I spent 10 years first in the Navy, so I saw it from a Navy side, and then I spent my last 10 years in the National Guard. But we did see a lot off the coast of Iraq during Desert Storm 1, and yeah, we did see a lot. After a career in the military, Ron Leonard decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. He started working with Canines Through Christ. We thought this was a cool thing, so we started training our dog, Molly, and Molly now is a therapy dog to comfort wounded warriors and those that suffer with PTSD. We're bringing these troops home, and they are suffering, and then we also deal with TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. We have a lot of these people that have been so much around war that it's affected the basically the chemical elements in their brain, and they are struggling with that. Or finding yourself under false guilt, why did my buddy die and I didn't? We have one guy that came back that was stage four PTS, which he was suicidal. Once he got a therapy dog, within six months, he was completely off his meds because that dog helped him so much. Leonard, who served in the Navy and later retired from the Army, decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. What we do is these dogs are trained and they are trained for a 12 week period, just like a police dog would be trained. And then we give them free to the vet, not a cost to the vet whatsoever. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Join me, America's career coach Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Eight thirty, the time as we welcome you back in now to News Radio WGNS. This is the Action Line, and we are live from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Windows, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. And, of course, you can find them online at willowwindow.pro. All righty, so our second guest this morning as we uh, wrap up talking with Tara Stone from the Red Cross. Thank you, Tara, for joining us and uh, filling us in on all things Red Cross. We move on now to the Journey Home here in Murfreesboro, and Elizabeth Kauser joining us. Good morning. Hey, thank you so much for, uh, i turn your mic on there for you. Let's try that again. Good morning. Good morning. There she is. Now we can hear her. How are you today? 
doing well, thank you. Hey, thank you for uh, joining us and uh, coming in. As, as last time we were chatting uh, a little bit about the journey home, and we'll kind of recap some of that, but um, you guys work with, with folks in our area, and I'm talking about people right here in our backyard, folks, uh, folks that we share our community with, uh, who maybe come homeless, maybe just need a little bit extra help, uh, you know, some basic things that, that we all kind of take for granted, not everybody has, and, uh, you know, I, I've always said some folks have a little bit of a tougher trek than others. I don't think everybody kind of starts at the same place, so if there's somebody who who maybe needs some assistance, I think it's important to recognize that, and, and you guys certainly lead the way in, in helping our uh, community and um, you know, taking that individual attention for each person, whether it be something small or they're looking to move into a home. Uh, maybe recently they've become homeless. These are all things that you guys work on them with, help them find employment, uh, even things like uh, giving them a mailing address. You know, that's something we don't think about. But if you're trying to find a job, you don't have a mailing address, that can be a brick wall. That can be, okay, well, what, you know, what's going on with that? And you guys can help them and, and kind of uh, help them get them on pace. So uh, with that, I, I want to say, uh, you know, welcome on and, and tell us a little bit about Journey Home on the day-to-day, -day, things that I haven't covered. But, uh, you know, what is what is your guys' mission and, and what does the day-to-day -day look like? Well, Nick, um, the main thing the Journey Home wants to do is rehouse the homeless and disadvantaged. And while we are working to do that, we provide for their basic needs, which you mentioned. Um, the mailing addresses, showers, laundry, the community cafe is a big part of that. It's open seven days a week. And um, the a lot of different things. We have a clothes closet, a wellness clinic. Everything they could need, we have. I mean, not a not a home, but hopefully we'll get to that with them. And talk about that a little bit, how you guys can help find them homes, help find them places to stay, kind of steer them in the right direction. And you know, you mentioned a lot of the things you just said, places for them to shower, to get clothing and things like that. Um, you know, many of us would, would say, you know, well, if you have family in the area, maybe you just go to mom's for a couple of weeks while you get on your feet. But not everybody has that opportunity. And that's that's one of the things that I like about what Journey Home does is, um, you know, you kind of take that extra attention for folks who, who maybe don't have it like some of us do. Like I said, I you know, you, if you have family in the area, a lot of that stuff, you say, I'll go to mom's, go do my laundry at mom's. But if you don't have friends and family in the area or sometimes it's harder to get there, uh, that can be a real problem. That's right. That's exactly right. And a lot of our clients don't have family in the area they don't have anywhere to go or they may have uh, you know some clients may have worn out their welcome couch surfing or something along those lines we serve a lot of veterans and we serve families but the common denominator is they do not have a home and <clears throat> to get somebody into a home the first thing we do is assess them they come in and register with the journey home and we assess them and try to figure out why they don't have a home. What caused them to be in that place? It could be medical bills. It could be mismanagement of their finances. A lot of different things like that cause homelessness. But once we understand their situation and understand their ability to work and their ability to have income, then we work to find them marketplace housing, which they can afford. And we help them budget so they can really figure out how they're going to move forward. You know, we try to set up a plan for them where they have an emergency fund and a lot of other things like that to help them go forward. 
One of the things we'd spoke about when I was chatting with you last time is, you know, so many folks live paycheck to paycheck and it doesn't seem that crazy in today's day and age. But if you think about it, living paycheck to paycheck, you are just one or two bad moves away from being homeless to not having somewhere to stay. If you lose a job, uh, if something happens, if medical bills stack up, I mean, there's so many different variables and these are, you know, reasons that, um, you know, you guys probably see new folks or, or folks who've been in there before is, is things like medical costs or just one or two strikes of bad luck and you can really, you know, be in a bad spot. That's exactly right. And we were talking to a, a client the other day and when he was young and just getting out of high school, he got a credit card and he just didn't have the knowledge on his financials to understand that he was spending all that money. So now he's $7,500 in debt. He does not have a job that will help him pay that off. And that's ruined his credit. So now he doesn't qualify to get a place to live, even though he's able to make those payments and then work on paying off his credit card. So a lot of times people's credit has been compromised by different things they've done that maybe they just didn't have enough knowledge or education about how to manage their finances. And I think most of us in, in high school, if we were to get our hands on a credit card, would do the same thing. And I think that's that's pretty common. And, um, you know, any of us at that age, I think that's uh, a mistake we could easily make. Yes, yes, very easy. And you mentioned medical bills. That's another way that some people have lost their credit and got have bad credit now. And um, we're working with a guy right this second. He's, he's worked the entire time he's been homeless. And if you can just imagine going to a job and not having a home, um, that to me seems like a really hard thing to manage in itself. But he, his finances, his credit is ruined because of medical bills. So he's homeless and he's afraid to go to the doctor if he needs medical attention. And again, that's, you know, that's a rough spot and something a lot of us would take for granted is, is being able to go to the doctor, being able to have somebody to go after you get off of work, you would assume, you know, you go home after work, but that's not the case for everybody. And, um, you know, now, now that we've kind of laid out some of the things that you guys do and, and kind of highlighted the importance of Journey Home, um, one of the things coming up is, is your guys' fish fry, which is a big fundraiser. Let's talk about that briefly. Are tickets still available? This is this is kind of an introductory, just a quick, fun way that, that anybody listening could say, I love what they do. I'd love to support Journey Home, and this is where you go have some fish, you go have some dinner. It's a fundraiser, proceeds back to the Journey Home, uh, a great way to kind of introduce uh, to what you guys do. That's right. The Spring Fish Fry, presented by Price Point Furniture, is happening tomorrow from 11 to 1 at Lighthouse Baptist Church on Thompson Lane. Tickets are very affordable, $15 for adults and $5 for children. And Danny Gambrell is going to be frying up the fish, and he is an expert. I keep telling people, guaranteed deliciousness is coming your way through our fish fry. You successfully got me thinking about fish when we were talking before the show, mentioning <laughs> mentioning what he can do. So um, the mouth is watering as we speak. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And we're going to have entertainment. Um, Johnny B. will be providing entertainment he's coming out there and we're so excited to have him he's so amazingly talented and of course you all know him here at wgns very well so we'll have entertainment and um 
Our meal is going to be obviously fried fish with homemade tartar sauce, white beans, hush puppies, coleslaw, and a dessert. So um, it will be great for everyone. And Johnny B., of course, set to join uh, Truman Jones this next hour for uh, live music for uh, Truman Jones' show. So, yeah, very familiar with what he does and uh, always, always a great opportunity to go see Johnny B. play. Uh, Talk about volunteer opportunities with the Journey Home. Do you guys need any for the fish fry? And then on the day-to-day with the community kitchen, I know that's always a need, uh, just just to have folks in there for even a couple hours. Yes, we do have volunteer opportunities. And... They really run the gamut. We, of course, always need people to help us with the community cafe. We're open seven days a week, and we serve a lunch meal, breakfast and lunch on the weekdays, and then lunch and dinner on the weekends. And um, each one of those meals is provided by a group of volunteers. We have a lot of partnerships with churches in the area, and they send out volunteers. But we also have some businesses that come out and provide meals. We have our third Thursdays, which is focused on businesses. And, uh, you know, we have a group that comes in and prepares lasagna. We've got another group that comes in, and they kind of get creative on what they're going to prepare. But we are always looking for volunteers and looking for ways that people can help the journey home move forward. Now, I've been able to carve out some time uh, recently on Wednesdays to come, and I believe I was assigned to the A-team is what they called it. Yes. Uh, the, the Wednesday crew, the <laughs> Wednesday lunch crew. But, you know, I'll say it's 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 a lot of fun going in there and talking with those guys. And, you know, just for just for a couple hours in the middle of a day on a Wednesday, if you can do it, uh, you know, you see these people come in, they eat, the, they're always saying how great the food is, and you can kind of see that smile come to their face. They, you know, anybody just loves a good home-cooked meal, and that's what that is. And, uh, you know, volunteers just have a lot of fun cutting it up. And, you know, I'm sure you see a lot of, uh, volunteers come back and you know kind of find their niche and their schedule but um you know for folks who haven't volunteered over there i would say um you know it's a good opportunity and it's fun and uh, i'll bring a smile to your day they just everybody back there in the kitchen and the volunteers involved they're all just so happy to help and, uh, and happy to be there yes and the clients are grateful for the volunteers um they come and enjoy the meal and those meals are amazing that our volunteers fix so I, I'm never a uh, never one to to say that I'm good in a kitchen with cooking. So they didn't have me cooking, but they had me serving and uh, kind of helping clear tables and dishes and stuff like that. So for the sake of uh, what kind of volunteers do you guys need? You don't necessarily need somebody with uh, you know with experience as a chef in a restaurant. I mean, it can just be just some basic stuff. And I say, if you can plug me in and find something for me to do in a kitchen, I think anybody listening could probably find something to do. That's right. Uh, we will help people with their meal planning or they may be creative and want to prepare their own meal so we're very flexible and work with volunteers and their level of comfort in preparing the meals all righty well elizabeth kouser our guest this morning from journey home and of course if you're just joining us journey home uh, helping folks right here in our backyard. I mean, when you say local, this is, you know, folks you see, you know, every day around town, you might bump into at the store. And, and these are just folks that we share our community with. And you guys are, are taking it on to help them, uh, help them find food, uh, shelter, clothing, the things that, you know, everybody needs. And a lot of us take for granted because we just have it available, but not the case for everybody. So you guys, you know, certainly trying to help those who, who need that help. 
Um, talk about donations. We've talked about volunteer opportunities. There's plenty of them. Uh, the fish fry coming up tomorrow, a great way to support Journey Home. What about donations? What about clothing, um, You know, things like toilet paper, deodorant? Uh, are those things you guys can take? Yes. You know, when we talk to people and they ask us, what can I do? We ask them to give us their time, talent, and or treasure. And so we want them to engage with us the way they want to. So donations, of course, we can always use financial donations. This is our 15th anniversary of being open this year. And so we are trying to work on some expansion projects and want people to be involved. But we also need daily things, like you mentioned, uh, toiletries. The other thing that we really need right now is single-use sunscreen and bug spray. So if you think about being homeless, you don't want to get sunburned. You don't want to have bugs biting you. And that's that will be a real need and it's coming up fast i know we just had this really cold little freeze but i'm sure in a couple of weeks everybody will be saying we need some bug spray right that tennessee weather unpredictable but we do know by may it should uh, should be warming up nonetheless and and eventually will be what people call too hot and waiting for the cool weather again <laughs> yes <laughs> always takes about a week and then they're ready for that's winter right. again that's right um so what else would you guys if somebody maybe had some clothing in that some things that um you know not not old and worn clothes but clothes maybe you take to goodwill or try to donate for for second use maybe if you got some christmas clothes that were too big or too small things like that is that something you guys need good clothing shoes yes. socks Yes, we we do. We ask people to donate seasonal, casual clothing for men and women. And we have a clothes closet, and it's all free. All of our services are free. And people can come in every day and pick up clothes. Okay, and then what about as far as food goes? Um, You know, I know a lot of that gets donated, but when we had taken the tour around Journey Home the other day, I saw you guys had had some of the industrial-sized cans of uh, different fruits, vegetables, things like that, canned goods. Is that something you guys can take if somebody's out shopping and they see uh, a deal or they see something, hey, this is is on sale, and they pick it up? Can they bring that by the Journey Home and you guys will use it? They sure can. We... We take donations to prepare meals, but we also provide food to families who are in need. So we box up canned goods and dry goods and provide those. When families come in, sometimes they're like, anything will help. Mm -hmm. And so we will uh, provide them a box of food. Fantastic. So lots of different ways to be involved, whether you can volunteer, uh, donate time, donate money, donate uh, different items. And right now you said sunscreen and bug spray, kind of towards the top of that list of of items people could bring in and donate. Um, But we've covered a couple different angles. There's just a lot of ways to be involved with the Journey Home, whether you have uh, a lot of time or not a lot of time, uh, whether you can donate a lot or a little, every little bit does make a difference and every donation gets used. It's not like this stuff's going to sit on a shelf for six months. I mean, this is stuff that's going right back out to the community, uh, you know, right here in our backyard. That's right. That's right. And just I know we're getting ready to close on our talk, but I want to just let people know, you know, tomorrow with our big fish fry and it is going to be raining, but we've made plans for that. So people can come to the fish fry and they can get their fish to go or we uh, the good people at Lighthouse Baptist Church have invited us into their fellowship halls where people can dine in as well. Wonderful. So um, we're looking forward to it and hope that everybody will come out to join us. 
Fantastic. That's Elizabeth Kauser joining us from Journey Home. Any final thoughts this morning? Well, I would like to tell people how to reach us in case they need services or would like to volunteer. And you can contact me at my email address, which is L-C-O-U-S-E-R at lovegodservepeople.org. Or you can call the Journey Home, which is 615-809-2644. All righty. Well, thank you so much. Elizabeth Kauser joining us from Journey Home as our second guest this morning. We're going to catch up with Blackman High Librarian Brian Seedorf here in just a few minutes and check on that Title Wish fundraiser. Uh, but thank you so much, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow with the fish fry. Yes, thank you, Nick, and happy Friday. Happy Friday. All righty. I love that energy. All right, we'll be right back in just a few minutes. We're going to take a quick, and I do mean quick, time out. When we come back, we'll chat with uh, the uh, librarian over at Blackman High, Mr. Brian Seedorf. We'll see uh, what challenges he's up to as uh, we move our way up the Title Wish fundraiser. I think he's getting to the portion where he has to run sprints up the hill, Uh, but we're going to find out about that in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. Has life kept you away from the dentist? Visit us at Almaville Farms Family Dentistry in Smyrna. We're a family dental practice for you and your family's dental needs. We offer general and cosmetic dentistry. We're located just off of I-24 on Almaville Road. Almaville Farms Family Dentistry. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system. WGNS listeners get $50 off. 615-930-0088. A whole house air purifier. 615-930-0088. Old friends, a new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Doug Young, Educator of the Month from News Radio, WGNS, and City Tile and Floor Covering Spotlights, Jamie Lowe, a third grade teacher at Rock Springs Elementary. Tell us why you decided to become an educator. I have just always had a love for kids. I think that all kids have the capacity to learn. It just takes the right person. Every kid is different. You know, they're not the same. You can't define a child by a cookie cutter. They all have their strengths and their weaknesses. And so I really like to find that balance and be able to help each one individually. Jamie talks about her 21 years as an educator. I've actually taught sixth grade and fifth grade. And I have just grown to have a compassion for kids that tend to be a challenge sometimes. And so I really enjoy working with those. Rock Springs Elementary third grade teacher Jamie Lowe, the Doug Young Educator of the Month, sponsored by City Tile and Floor Covering on Spring Street. Nominate a teacher at WGNSRadio.com slash educator. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com.
GNS as we wrap up the action line for us this morning. We go back to Blackman High School as uh, we've chatted with Brian Seedorf, their librarian, the last couple weeks about the Title Wish fundraiser. So uh, with just a couple minutes left here this morning, we're going to check in there in the uh, WGNS phone line, of course. Brian Seedorf joining us now. Good morning. Good morning. After a day of testing, I'm ready to talk about something fun. All righty. Fantastic. How is the testing going, by the way? I know, uh, you know, parents with uh, students in that at Blackman and uh, other city schools probably know what you're talking about. But tell us uh, briefly, what are we uh, what are we testing and how's that going? Oh, I t- we're doing some some junior math and some English this week. They're doing all of it. So it's <laughs> it's going well so far. Fun stuff. So uh, the Title Wish Fundraiser is a fundraiser you guys started just about two weeks ago. Uh, the idea is to raise money to get books on the shelves at the library, maybe to replace old books, books that have been worn down, maybe new books that are coming out. And uh, with that, you've been given a handful of different challenges to kind of meet along the way. So we started off. Uh, the first challenge, remind me, was coloring your hair blue, and it kind of has escalated from there. That is correct. The color, I did dye it blue, and it didn't turn out as blue as I like, but it worked pretty well. I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it worked out. It's blue right now. And and still blue. And then, of course, we had you handling the snakes, eating the hot wings that uh, were prepared by the culinary students. And, you know, the idea there was just to melt your face off, and you said they were pretty hot. Oh, that's where the taste buds were burned off for about two days, <laughs> and I had heartburn like you wouldn't believe. Absolutely. Well, tell us where we're at now. I know we got uh, just today and then through the weekend. So the, the Title Wish fundraiser goes until Monday. So we'll talk about how folks can donate here in just a second. There is still time to do that. Uh, but as of this morning on Friday, where do we stand as far as money raised? How much more do we need to get to that goal? And what challenge is next if we hit that mark? Well, we just now hit 30 minutes ago. Um, we just now hit uh, $2,000. And so, you know, that's an absolutely incredible amount. And... I will have to do some, uh, let's just say we have a field of fire here at Blackman High that JROTC uses, and uh, I've already heard warnings. I'll have to run that with them, and they say it is hard. They are ready to watch me run. So I will be doing that with them. Next, it doesn't get any easier. It's uh, (laughs) three minutes of bear crawl up the, the hill here near our softball field, and I've already heard from softball players, too, that I will be in pain. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a lot of fun. And as you mentioned, you guys are doing testing now. And this past year has just been crazy on everybody involved, parents, students, staff, and, uh, you know, kind of a fun way to wrap things up. So uh, tell us briefly what this fundraiser goes to particularly. I know we're just trying to keep books on the shelves, replace books, uh, get new literature for the students and that. But why is this fundraiser so important and what is it all about? I think this fundraiser is so important, especially after such a crazy year with students. And I miss so many of those that have been gone for a year. What I would love is to have students come in first thing on August, in August, on that very first day, and here are these brand-new books that were bought because of donations. And to know that people were able to put those books into students' hands, ready to go, and then they get to check those out as soon as we can get them out. This is going to be a couple of hundred bucks, honestly. This is going to be a couple of hundred of what I can get with the 2,000 I have right now. The goal is 5,000, but I know that's a pretty lofty goal, but I'll take what I can get. And um, 
anything going for this donation that you'll find at Blackman High School uh, website at bhs.rcschools.net. You'll see a button to click, and there's a very easy, safe, secure donation that you can click there, and anything, all of it, 100%, goes to buy books for students because they deserve it. Those kids deserve a good book. As far as donations for books that somebody might already have, if they have books that are new, in good condition, is that something you guys can take for a donation? We can, and we try to keep it where it's um, within the last five years. Um, if it's something that's in pretty good shape and it's within the newest, within the last five years, what we try to do is we don't really take old books. We try to keep our, our numbers up. And so, uh, yeah, we will take those if they're in good shape. And then within the last five years, we'll absolutely take them. Fantastic. And as far as the fundraiser goes, you mentioned the best way to do so, go online to the school's website, and there's an easy way to uh, donate there right on the website, safe and secure. We have until Monday, so every last dollar counts. Every last dollar goes towards that next new book. Just a couple of, any couple of dollars makes a huge difference. You know, most of our books are $10, $15 a piece, and we lose some, we gain some, but this is going to be a huge gain for whatever you can help. Fantastic. Well, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you guys the last couple weeks. Just a couple days left on the Title Wish fundraiser that ends on Monday. Uh, Brian Seedorf joining us for our uh, final segment of uh, just, I guess, kind of seeing what's been going on over at Blackman High. There's been a lot of excitement here these last couple weeks with this fundraiser and, uh, you know, some of the different drills. Now, I know we're not completely done yet, but what has been so far the hardest of all the drills, all the challenges? If it ended today, what's the one that you say, wow, that really that really pushed me, uh, pushed my limits? Oh, the hot wings challenge by far. That was the absolute hottest uh, anything I've ever eaten. And uh, just the pain of during and after, uh, fear-wise, the snake was, I'm still afraid. So, yeah, that didn't get better. But the hot wings was the pain, that is for sure. Alrighty, I'm going to leave you with any final thoughts this morning. Then we got to wrap up local news coming up in just about a minute, folks. But, uh, Brian, thank you so much for uh, joining us these last couple Fridays. And uh, I'm going to leave you with final thoughts. All right, thank you so much for anyone that's out there. Thank you, Murfreesboro. Um, any donations you can give us, all it's doing is helping the students of our community to be better readers and helping us, helping our students to find themselves on the shelf. Absolutely love it. That is Brian Seedorf, librarian at Blackman High, joining us on the action line this morning. We wrap things up with local news coming up in just a minute and live music with Truman Jones coming up next here on News Radio WGNS. Destination, a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekday mornings at 810. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford place to talk. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Everywhere you look, it seems more people are being infected with the coronavirus, with hospitalizations also rising around the U.S. and the world. Brian Garibaldi, a critical care medicine expert at Johns Hopkins, says weariness is pervasive. I'm disappointed. Everybody's tired. Everyone's tired of not doing the things that you want to do. Spring is here and you want to go out and you want to do the things that you're used to doing in the spring. You want to be with friends. You want to be at large gatherings. You want to be at holidays. And I think we're seeing those effects 
effects and what's happening in the community. So obviously every state's a little bit different, but the majority of states are reporting an increase in cases, an increase in hospitalizations, an increase in ICU. What we don't yet know is at what point we're going to temper that with the benefits of the vaccine. Garibaldi notes that the recent pause of the J&J vaccine will inevitably slow down the pace of immunizations and provide an opportunity for additional spread of the virus. At Johns Hopkins, I'm Elizabeth Tracy. CEO Radio, I'm Ray Hoffman. We really need to understand, are our employees financially healthy or not? Instead of leading his company purely for the benefit of his shareholders, PayPal CEO Dan Schulman is a great believer in a capitalism that serves multiple stakeholders, employees, owners, shareholders, customers, and communities, as he explained it to the conference board's recent Civil and Just Society conference. The number one constituency I serve is my employees. I think the single biggest competitive advantage any company has is the skill set and the passion of their employees. Because if you have the best talent, you'll serve customers better. But if you don't have that talent, you have no chance of ever becoming a great company, moving from being a good company to a great company. By the way, the shareholders have been taken care of too. PayPal's market value has risen sevenfold over the last six years. With CEO Radio, I'm Ray Hoffman. News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County, and the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. The Cordas Clock shows it's 9 o'clock.